Good day, all. It is December 6, 2021. Pete Hofstra here uh, with an update. And for those of you that may have done Greek studies somewhere along your education, did you ever think you'd be hearing so many Greek letters again as the latest COVID variant has been tagged Omicron? Uh, and certainly it impacted markets with concern that there might be some uh, rolling economic shutdown as we try to understand the, the exact nature of this particular variant. But let's put that in a broader context and talk about the thin edge of the wedge, the balancing act that central banks are trying to achieve. Their mandate generally right, is, is price stability and full employment. They're there to support the economy, but they're basically there when the patient is sick, you step in and help, and then you back off once you get the patient healthy. So they're trying to back off. They've been very involved in maintaining patient health right through COVID and even coming out of the great financial crisis. You've seen central banks extremely involved. So what they're trying to do is kind of find that neutral rate for the economy. And the neutral rate is that interest rate that is not you know, punitive, nor is it overly supportive. So it's a so-called right rate, but it's extremely hard to find. And what you, you generally don't know you've found it till you've gone past it. And that kind of what happened through 2018 and 2019, as we start to see some price increases, particularly in the U.S., some interest rate increases. Uh, and then in 2019, they had to back off. So even before COVID, they'd gone up to two and a half, and then had to back off to one and a half because they'd kind of overshot. And then COVID hit and we all went right to zero to support the economy. So first thing that Jay Powell, who was um, the head of the, uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve at the time, uh, was reappointed. So there's some stability, at least in terms of who's navigating all of this. Uh, but that's ultimately what they're trying to seek. So we hear about these inflation pressures. And that should be a chance for the central bank to back off. And that's what they're doing. So they're stopping some of their bond buying and they're talking about raising interest rates. But that forward guidance is also a critical part uh, of their toolkit. And what they're trying to do is, is, is get this patient healthy again. And what they know is that interest rates, being as low as they have, have created a tremendous amount of debt. Right? The debt pool expands, so kind of the interest cost remains the same. So as the rates go lower, debts go up. Uh, and so what they're basically with the forward guidance is saying, look, everyone, rates are probably going higher. You might want to pay off some debt. They're trying to get that debt load down. It's also why they say they're going to let inflation run hot for a while because inflation actually reduces the debt burden, right? As long as we don't increase interest rates. So that's why they're going to be slower on increasing interest rates. And you throw an Omicron into all of this and you think of those dynamics, right? If variants, whatever it is, of COVID impacts the economic recovery, you see energy markets react tremendously to any rumors that travel will be reduced and, and that sort of thing, right? Energy is a big input into inflation. So if energy prices back off, then the inflationary pressures back off and central banks can't raise rates. And if rates stay low, that tends to be good for equities, right? And the other hand, let's say if Omicron is not particularly virulent and so the, the symptoms are minor and it's not causing increased hospitalizations, and even better, if it becomes the dominant variant that does not create particularly harsh symptoms, uh, that could actually help in, in sort of the broader recovery. And so if the recovery continues, um, that central banks you know, will want to back off. It does imply that there could be some inflationary pressure. But when you have inflation, generally equities are a good place to be because you think about owning stocks of good businesses with pricing power. Uh, they tend to be able to respond to that environment versus a fixed coupon bond obviously can't respond to an inflationary environment. So all of that is to say, as boring as it is, it's probably time for a balanced portfolio, right? To risk profile, right? For the particular client. Equities are not particularly cheap. Uh, and so we wouldn't say it's not time to be massively overweight equities. 
Uh, we would suggest that volatility is likely to stay higher than it has been. As you think of that March down in interest rates as we got to zero, that was extremely supportive. That created more buyers than sellers into the stock market. And so, you know, if it's, let's assume we've at least bottomed in rates, that kind of balances the buyers and sellers at the very least. And that's going to create a bit more volatility. So again, that balanced portfolio is, is very appropriate. There's opportunities within that volatility. We really think the quality bias is going to be an important one and really understanding what quality means in, the, in this COVID environment. But you think about quality with a pricing power, right? That's what's going to help us through an inflationary environment. But you think about balance sheets and the ability to respond and having ample cash and whether that's just getting through as you may have to you know, leave employees at home but continue to support them but even more so be opportunistic with those that didn't have that quality and don't have necessarily the balance sheet that you can step in and acquire other assets or people and really respond and actually benefit from a, a stressed environment and that's sort of what that quality gives you on volatility can give you a chance to get a more attractive price so we're certainly be prepared to be active. We think that that bias that is sort of embedded in the portfolios with looking for those businesses with pricing power, that's going to be critical. Again, the balanced portfolio is probably the right way to go as we head into the end of the year. So certainly an, an interesting time we continue to live in. Uh, we're going to connect with you again in the new year. So we do want to wish everyone, at first of all, a healthy holidays. Uh, and certainly uh, we wish you all a lot of prosperity and we'll look forward to uh, connecting with you in the new year. Take care. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns net of fees and expenses payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.